0: blog talk radio
1: Welcome to the Life Coach Show with your host Andrea Lavalli. Andrea is the creator and founder of the Empowerment Coaching Group and has created several empowering workshops and services. Andrea is an empowerment coach, speaker, author, NLP practitioner, and a registered Reiki practitioner. She is also known for the innovative Reiki service known as Interactive Reiki. Designed to help you raise your vibration and heal your body and mind. To learn more about Andrea, her coaching, and her services, you can visit her website at www.theempowermentcoachinggroup.com. And now, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome your host of the Life Coach Show, Miss Andrea Lavallee. there, and welcome to another exciting episode of The Life Coach Show. My name is Andrea Lavallee, and this is The Life Coach Show, a show about um, bringing new coaches and empowering you. And that's always been something that uh, I enjoy doing, and I'm so excited to have discovered radio because it gives me the platform, it gives me the opportunity to do just that to bring amazing guests and coaches to your. To your listening ears, and um, I'm saying this because it's been about a year ago I started the Life Coach Show. I can't believe it, but a year ago I started this, and I love it still. I love it. I love it. I love it. I don't see me, um, you know, leaving this type of platform because I love bringing you wonderful guests, just like the one we have on today. Um, but before I introduce the guests, um I just want to share a little a little message with you um i I do have a book coming out very, very soon within the next um few months and um you know th- some of the things you know writing a book makes you think, and I'm working on my chapter in the book, and you know one of the things that came up was what do I stand for?' And I really had to think about that because you know I like all things wonderful, I like all things great, I like all things that you know people being treated fairly, fairly, and I like that people are um, being um, what's the word I'm looking for. I love it when people when we take responsibility for our actions, um, but is that all I stand for? And I really had to think about that as a, as I was working on my chapter. Um, because this is a book about 30 stories, and one of the stories is my own. So I'm still looking for um, individuals who would like to share their stories. And um, then I thought, you know what? I, what I stand for is is educating, you know, people. And one of the reasons I have the show is I have that opportunity to educate people. And I also stand stand for, you know, things that are right you know and i i also stand for you know people improving themselves self improvement and letting them know that you are the one in control of your outcome no one else not the stars not the moon not anyone else not any individual any outcome that you have had in your life it's because you you created that you're in charge of that and so you know self improvement is, is a big part of what i stand for so that's my message for today, and uh, think about it. What do you stand for? All right. Okay, so today's guest is, again, an amazing coach. I'm looking forward to getting to know her a bit more. did some research on her. She's an amazing person. Veronica's purpose in life has been to inspire, motivate, and provide empowered solutions to individuals and organizations, helping them find creative solutions to transform their circumstances. As a life relationship coach, speaker, workshop facilitator, she has provided workshops, seminars, lunch and learns, speeches and coaching, specializing in the areas of motivation, personal growth, stress management, and overall health and wellness. Veronica says that her own personal experiences in managing her own life stressors have led her to have a better empathy and understanding of the struggles women experience daily. She's passionate about working with women who are ready to reclaim their personal power, transform their lives, take action, and improve their relationships. Her coaching program programs help women to find their voices and articulate their needs clearly to others, change how they see themselves in relation to others, move from where they are, and take their next steps Knowing they will be okay. If you are a member of a women's group organization or association that would benefit from one of her presentations, if you are a woman who could benefit from individual coaching, then do not hesitate to contact her. My good friend, Veronica Hislap. Welcome to the show, Veronica. Hello, hello, hello. What a beautiful day. It is lovely. I love it. I love it. Are you a sports fan, by the way? Um,
0: I am recently with the Blue Jays.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Me too. We're like, yeah, as of yesterday, I became a sportsman. (laughs) Yeah. Um, It is a beautiful day. Yes, it is wonderful um, sunshine and and it's, it's not too cold. I love it. You're right. So, um... I we've never met. I'm just gonna confirm that. But you know what? I feel like I'm talking to my soulmate, I was reading your bio and I was like, Oh my goodness, you know, my message today, what do you stand for? It's like these are the things that I stand for too. So it's like we have a lot in common here. Um Right. right. Yeah. So tell us, why stress to blessed? What are the lessons we need to learn from the mess? I love that.
0: Well, I think we all experience stress in our lives. So what, well, what do we mean by stress? Well, it's our ability to manage our situation or whatever circumstance that we're in, but we feel overwhelmed and we just don't think that we can cope with the situation and we act as if we're under a real threat, you know, um, spiritually, emotionally, physically. Uh, we're, we're feeling threatened and just not able to cope. So. And I think that's something that everybody has experienced at some point in in time. And I think it's so easy for us to to react to, and it's usually an outside, something on the outside that's happening, but we react to it and we become so immobilized and stuck in it, not realizing that, you know, you know, if we took a step back and and, and just kind of uh got in went inside of ourselves for a little bit and 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 think you know is what is the universe sending this this experience for us to deal with? Is there something that I need to to address on another level and it sounds ridiculous to say that when you're in a crisis and you're feeling stressed, but I think one of the most important things that you can do is just stop and breathe, mm-hmm. just breathe and just take the time to quiet that mind because it's Only when you quiet that mind that you can really tune into what opportunities or possibilities that might be available to us. But you can't do it if you're stuck and frozen or if you're just doing, doing, doing. You've got to come to a place of quietness. And then you can know, okay, maybe, you know, I can get some help. Uh, Maybe I need to prioritize my own needs. You know, um, maybe I just need to go for a walk and, uh, and, uh, and get out in nature, and, you know, maybe after I do that, I might come back to the situation in a different space. But if we just keep going and going and going and just don't stop, um we're going to miss the opportunities that we can that can help us to cope. Because oftentimes it's not the we can't do very much about the situation or the circumstance. If somebody's died, they've died. Doesn't <laughs> that we can't change that. But what we can change is our attitude and uh how we cope and uh, how we deal with it. So, yeah, we're stressed but there are lessons that we can learn from that stress. It doesn't have to still to be a, a continuous mess. But Unless you stop and take the time to to examine and do some some get into yourself and breathe, um, those those the answers are not going to come to you.
1: Right, right. Yeah, and I've noticed that for sure in my own life that you know it's those times when I stop that the answers do come.
0: Mm-hmm. And yeah, and even you know, and I I don't care how busy anybody is. You know, you could be a mother with nine kids and you've got to work full time. I get that. But you can give yourself 20 minutes a day, even if it's in the in the bathroom. You can give yourself yeah. 20 minutes to do whatever you need to do to connect to that other part of yourself that you need to connect to. You know, it's, right. you do it first thing in the morning or you do it last thing at night or you do it, but you, but you can give yourself 20 minutes. And sometimes that's all you need.
1: Yes, yes. Self-care, right? Self-care.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
1: And so you say that... Hmm. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yes, I was going to say, you say that managing your own life stressors led you to have a better understanding of the issues impacted on women. Um, can you tell us a bit about that?
0: Yeah, well, a few years ago, I mean, I, I woke up one night finding myself in the middle of a a bit of a midlife crisis. I mean, um, a job that I loved to do and I was compassionate about was was totally destroying me. I mean, I was working eight hours a day, and you know, six to seven of those hours I was seeing back to back clients. I mean, traumatized clients, depressed clients, suicidal clients, and uh, there there were days when I couldn't even orchestrate myself to get to the bathroom, and I was working. Wow. I was commuting two and a half hours a day, and uh, I was having some health issues, and my my health was actually becoming quite seriously compromised. And I I had just lost my way. And and then, and of course, the universe piles things on. You know, I also became a caregiver at that time to two mentally impaired and physically disabled people. One was my brother who had had a heart attack and a stroke, and had come to live with me. And the other was my mother, who was an 84-year-old woman who um, was having early signs of dementia. So, I mean, talk about, whoa, you know, when the universe wants to send you stuff, it, it'll send it to you. And, I mean, I'd lost my way, and I I was just totally overwhelmed, totally overburdened, and uh, totally and you're over... You and out of control, it seems. Out of control, I was just... I was just trying, I was just treading water and trying to make, just trying to stay on top of things, really. And, yeah. you know, I'm a, I am come at this, I mean, I'm a, um, a, a 15 years of, of experience as a family therapist and a counselor. But it was this particular set of circumstances that really brought it home to me and really helped me to understand, you know, and really emphasize with the struggles that re- women, women experience uh, daily. I mean, I really understand what it is to be in a situation where you are so over-focused and, and really immersed in the needs of other people that you lose sight of what's important to yourself. I get that. And I really understand what it is that, you know... Um, you're over-functional and that your relationships, your personal relationships, your personal life becomes really skewed. I mean, I I, I get that. And, um, you know, so that is really why I'm so um, passionate about working with women and and who are ready to to really transform their lives and and, and improve their relationships because I – I, I've actually experienced it. and know what it's like firsthand when you lose focus and direction and and lose your sense of purpose. And you gotta, you know, and you gotta listen to yourself in order to, to
1: claw your way and uh, find your way back. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, as, as women, we tend to do that. We tend to try to manage it all, try to stay afloat, and we forget about ourselves and. Um, We get very, you know, eventually get very stressed because it's almost impossible to manage all the things we try to to manage and then added added situations like, you know, a parent or family member that you have to care for, for instance, um, just makes it even harder. But we try to do it all until we just can't do it anymore.
0: Well, and that's where you, again, when you start to listen to yourself, because that midlife crisis was really my subconscious mind knocking at the door. And I call my subconscious mind my best friend. I call her SCM. And she was. She said, you know, my subconscious mind is my, myself talking to myself. But... She said, you know, I sent you warning messages, you've ignored me, and if you don't get up now and address this, I'm going to make your life a living hell. I'm going to make it that you're going to have insomnia. I'm going to make it that you're either going to become depressed or um, get onto the road of anxiety. Get up now and take a look at what's going on with your life and do something about it. And so I did. (laughs) And I'm born in Britain, so uh, what do British people do in a time of crisis? They make a pot of tea. (laughs) And that's exactly what I did. And um, I always have a, a, a power question in my back pocket that I ask myself. And it really helps me to quiet myself and zone in. And I don't move until I can answer that question. And that question is simply this what do I need to do in this moment for my own sense of replenishment and well-being? And that just brings me to a point, you know, calms me down. And i got to answer that question because I can't move, can't do anything until I answer that question. And in that particular situation, I just sat down, drank my tea, and I began to write, write and write and write and write. And when I couldn't write anymore, I I just put the pen down and I began to read what I'd written. And then I began to read other journal entries that I'd written years ago because I I don't let go of anything. I keep everything. That's another discussion for another time. And (laughs) I came across what you were talking about in the the beginning of the session. I came across um, a vision statement, a value statement, and um, my mission statement of something that I'd written 10 years ago. And when I looked at it, I thought, wow, everything I wrote at that time came into into being, even down to the amount of money that I wanted to earn. And I thought, Mm -hmm. what happened then, and where am I now? Like, what was I doing then, and what am I not doing now? And it's like you said in the beginning, you've got to know who you are. You've got to know what you stand for. I had to, or as in um, Stephen Covey says, you start with the end in mind, I had to get back to the basics and figure out what was important to me, what I needed to do. And that's how I actually got into, switched from doing what I was doing, therapy, counseling, and started moving into life coaching. So, yeah, that's a bit of my story
1: as to... Um, Wow, My own a friend. light bulb moment, a light bulb yeah. moment, yeah, definitely. So yeah. you've moved from counseling to coaching. What's the difference?
0: Well, um, there are quite a few differences. I'll just touch on a few of them. Um Counseling. Well, they come from different backgrounds. First of all, life coaching is uh, comes from the business realm, comes from the uh, sports realm. So there's a bit there's a bit of status I think and prestige. Uh, you know, people say, Oh yeah, well my coach, I did this with my coach. I, you know, I'm working with a coach. There's a bit of status I think with 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 coaching. Counseling comes from you know. A comes from Freud. It's more associated with mental health. And there can be, I think, a little bit of stigma with counseling. Um, but counseling, you're, you're really working on uh, developing emotional awareness, healing, uh, improving in your relationships with, with, with yourself and relationships with others. So you're dealing with things like depression, uh, anxiety, addictions, um, loss, grief. Uh, relationships, relationship breakdowns, parenting, um, couple, you know, managing your you know, your marital relationships. Where whereas coaching it's more about uh you know, identifying your goals, uh creating your vision, um, looking at what's getting in the way, what's blocking you, moving to to where you want to be, um, you know, developing a skill and, um, uh, and and working on where you want to be in the future. So, I mean, I'm just kind of generally talking about the differences between coaching and counseling. But um, if you want to know more about that, I do actually have a book, an mm-hmm. e-book that I wrote, Find a Coach, Find a Counselor, What's the Difference? And that's on Amazon, and it's free, and it's also on my website. And it's free, and um it's really um a uh, very simple, not very complicated book, but it really goes into more depth as to what the differences between the two are and um so if you want to know more information, um I would direct you towards my book.
1: yeah, well, let's put the link to that on your on the blog talk um your bio page so that everyone can just click on it. And okay. take them there. That's amazing, because I'm all about the coaching girl, as you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you know, when I was younger, and uh, my sister and I remember, and I think of this often, we wanted to become clinical psychologists. You know, I was really into my undergrad as in psychology. I always wanted to go into psychology and clinical work. But I kind of feel that, you know, now that I'm listening to you and and the coach and the counselor and the goal setting, I'm like, that sounds more like what I really wanted to do is help people reach their goal. Not to really have them relive over and over with counseling, which is typically what it does. um, It kind of holds you back. It doesn't really propel you into positivity as coaching would. So Um, that's amazing.
0: No, I I, I wouldn't say that. I I would just say that um, uh, there is a difference. I I think... um it's not so, can, Yeah, some people can come to counseling because they just want to talk about their issue. They don't necessarily want to change it. I mean, I get that. Mm. But counseling can help you to and does help you too, to move forward. It's just um, it's more dealing with things on a much more emotional level. That, that, that's really the difference. I mean, and coaching is more okay. about your future and um, a skill and, 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 and so they're 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 both positive in their own way but they they're just different approaches. I'm I'm you know, I'm not going to drop one um, at the expense of the other. They both do different things and they're both okay. very we could all
1: benefit from both. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, okay. Now I've heard, you know, people say that, you know, counseling tend to um or you you don't move to your towards your goal as quickly, I guess, is
0: um one of the Well, you can. I mean, if you're like Woody Allen, you can see your your
1: psychotherapist
0: <laughs> for years and sit and stare at your navel and you know, it depends on what people want to use it for. You know, some people want to sit and relive their childhood. Mommy didn't breastfeed me, and because I wasn't breastfed, you know. <laughs> some people want to do that, and some people have the means and the money to do that, and if that's what they want to do and they'll get something from it, that's fine. But uh, coaching, I think, is, is, is a little bit more uh, move you quickly. I mean, um, I don't think people want to spend thousands and thousands of dollars um, they want to get in, do something quickly, get, you know, move from A to B, and if they're, if they're at point B and they're happy with where they are, then that's fine. And if they want to come back yeah. to a coach um, a year or so down the road, they can do that as well. So, you know, there, there's, there's flexibility in both. It's, it's what you need at the time, really.
1: Yeah, okay, yeah, and your mindset as well, I would think. yeah, yeah. yeah. So what makes your coaching program unique and different? Well, what I bring to the table is
0: an ability to, I think, go as shallow or as deep as people want to go in terms of their struggles. And I hold the space for people to explore, I think, what's getting in the way um, way for them. And I'll give you an example. I had a client, and uh, her name's Debbie. That's not her real name, but we'll call her Debbie. And she had come to see me. She um, she was married, had kids, and she just recently had to have an abortion because one of the, the the child that she was carrying. Um, had some medical issues, and, and they found that through the amniocentesis. And so they had advised her or put it on the table that, you know, this child was going to be born uh, severely disabled. So she and her husband had made that decision that, you know, it was better for them to, to have that abortion. And she was really traumatized by it. Um, she had done the grief work, but when she came to me, she was lost didn't know, um, you know, where she was going or, or, you know, what path she was on or or what she wanted for herself. And so we started to do some of the work, you know, what's your purpose, what's your passion. We started to do, you know, some work-life balance kinds of things, the stress things. We started to do some of that. And the third session, she brought her husband to the session. And I thought, oh, interesting. Um, you know, and usually when people bring their husbands, women bring their husbands, they want me to tell them what they need to be doing. <laughs> That's why they bring them, but I, I, I just don't go there. So she brought him to the session and um, proceeded to talk and not allow him to have any kind of a voice in the session whatsoever. And so she's talking, yeah, work-life balance. Women need to be have their life in balance and stress, and women need to be stressed. And, you know, and then she says, and you know, it's so important because I exist too. And then she went on and started talking about work life balance and stress. And I said, Wait a minute, wait a minute. What did you just say? She said, Well women in stress and how it's important for women to manage this I said, No 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 no. What did you say before that? She said, Well work life balance, how women need to have their their life I said, No 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 no. What did you say in between that? She said, I don't know. And her husband <laughs> A darling, sweet, dear man, (laughs) she's a keeper, leaned over, took her hand and put it in his and said, Honey, what you said was, I exist too. And I nodded and I said, Yeah, can you say that again? And she gulped in the air and she just whispered, I exist too. And I said to her, Can you say that again and convince me that you actually mean it? And it took her a while and as she was thinking about it, you could just see the the, the, the her eyes welling up and the tears coming out and these big blobs of teardrops just kind of roll down her face and, and plopped on the table. And she said it, I exist too. And we began to really process process that. All I did was to take her from her head, to embrace and connect with a simple concept on a deeper level so that she experienced it differently and she was able to connect to her wiser self and embrace that concept on a different level and have a a real meaningful conversation of what it meant for her to exist, be for her to acknowledge that she actually existed in this family. It wasn't just about everybody else, but she had a place and she had needs and that she had to find a place to get those needs met um, in her family. And that's what I do. I hold the space for individuals to go as shallow or as deep as they want to go in terms of dealing with their struggles and I think that's what makes me a little bit different and unique um you know I mean all I think all coaches probably do that to some extent but I do have the trauma background I do have the family therapy background so I hold that space and help and can contain people. I mean I, I I mean I do work with men. Sometimes men come to see me and they're coming and you can see they've got some baggage there. And they wanna talk about it. They and maybe they talk about it to the wrong person or they try to talk to their wife and and she doesn't want to hear what the issue is or she has heard it and she can't she doesn't want to deal with that part of them. And they circle around the issue and then, you know, we're coming to the end of the session or getting there. And then they put it out there that they were sexually abused when they were um, when they were younger, and they've never said that or or told anybody that. And it comes out, and they they, and they fall apart. And that's okay, you know. I I see men cry all the time. It's not a big deal. I mean, it is a big deal for them, but. Um, And we just contain them, and we I just say, you know, uh, okay, now that you said this, what do you want to do about it? Um, How do you want to move? You know, how do you want to? You know, do you want to sit with that story, or do do you want to rewrite this story? What do you want to do with this issue? And sometimes they just need to say it. They just need to get it out there, um, and have somebody hear it and have somebody hear that they, um, you know, and that they have some pain or have somebody um, or for them to connect with the pain of that moment. And that's it. So, you know, I can help people. Um, what makes me different is really I can go as shallow or as deep as people want to go in terms of their struggles. And when you go deep, you embrace that struggle on a different level. It's like an aha moment, and there's a shift. Mm-hmm. So that's what I do. That's what makes me different.
1: Wow, amazing Veronica. I'm blown away by the type of work that you do. Because you have the you have a little bit of the best of both worlds. You have the coaching and you have the counseling. And then that really just adds a lot of intensity to to what you do. Which uh, but is amazing. you know
0: when people come and I've seen this so many times. You know, they come and they're in a depressed situation or, or they're they're feeling anxious or they're lost. And I don't, you know, if it all comes from them. I don't do very much. I mean, you know, there are women that come and uh, it's like there's a wall. And some women can see that there's something beyond the wall. Some women will stay and they will see stare at the wall, and some people, some women know that they can climb the wall, they can go over around the wall, they can bust through the wall. All I do is really kind of carve out a little door in that wall, and I can open it just a little bit. And for some people, some women, you open that door a little bit, and they're gone. (laughs) They take the ball, and they just bust through that wall, and they're gone. (laughs) (laughs) And I just love that. And some women, you have to kind of open the the door a little bit wider and wider and wider. They can see that there's light. They can see that there's something on the other side, and they may slowly go through. And some women will stare at that wall and will not know that there's something on the other side, or they do know that there's something on the other side, but they cannot embrace leaving where they are on this side to, to um, get to that other side because – a, they feel that they're going to be alone. B, they feel that they won't know who they are when they're on that other side. And for whatever many reasons, they want to hold on to where they are um, and just stare at that wall. And so, right. but when I get a woman, it's like the, you know, the the song that R. Kelly uh, sings, when a woman stands up, they ain't nothing you can do about it. And I just love women like that. When you just... And it all comes from them. It all comes from them. You, you know, you just say something. And they come back and they say, well, you know what? It was when you said this. And I thought, I, I, did I say that? Or, or yeah, I said that, but I didn't mean for you to, to, to hear it that way. But they hear it and they come back and they tell me a story. You know, I did this last week and I'm so, and you know what? I'm going to continue to do that and you know, I, I just love it. I'm just so inspired um, yeah. when I hear women's stories of taking that first step and moving from where they are to, to where they want to be. I just love it. I just love it.
1: <laughs> I could tell. I could tell. So, so what if, you know, someone comes to see you and they need a little bit of hand-holding to get uh, to that um, door, to get through that door? and You know, they and- want to get to that door, but they're afraid. But there's a huge desire on their part to get through that door. Do you do any kind of encouraging in the coaching and and, and hand-holding? I mean, I get what you're saying about, you know, you have them take the lead, which is wonderful. That's a big part of coaching. But, um, you know, for those women who may need a little bit more support or hand-holding, do you provide that? Absolutely. And, like, and yeah. also
0: resources,
1: you know, I mean, coaching is one
0: resource, one support, but uh, we also look at, you know, what resources do you have? I mean, for a lot of women, especially women that come from a culture um, or from from a, a, a third world culture or another culture, being... Uh, um, changing who you are because some cultures are oppressiveness is a part of the culture oppression of women in some cultures is a part of some cultures and for some women to stand up to that um, they lose it may mean that they lose their culture Mm -hmm. and so you know they may lose the essence of who they are because Um, You know, mother and father community is saying, well, you're responsible for holding the family together. You know, yeah, your husband has left you. He hasn't been intimate with you for 10 years. Yes, he's left you, um, and he's found another one, but wait, wait, he may come back. And meanwhile, you're, you're 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 dying on the inside, and you, you know he's not giving you any money for the children and so forth. And the message from the culture is, you know, no, 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 no. no. You you wait, you hold, you hold things together. And so for what, some women, taking that leap and moving beyond that wall, they they lose something very important. It may mean that that you know they lose their culture, they, they or they have they have to engage in their culture in a different way so yes there is a lot of handholding there is a lot of support um that i provide to to people and you know and and what resources and who else can they bring into their support system so that can help them to to um get through um whatever um difficult situation that they're in so wonderful. lots of support lots of validation I, I you know um it's not just about pushing people out there no 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 um it's no, done no, within definitely. a sort of yeah. way um that that respects where a person is coming from
1: okay i just love talking to you cuz oh man you're just so enlightened and um you know you've seen it all and heard it all so it's just so wonderful to have you on the show um okay so about 10 minutes to go uh, why empowered solutions? Now oh, that's the name of your um, your yeah. your business, um, and it's not spelled empowered one word. You love but E M is separated by the powered. So E M well, that's powered uh, that's solutions.
0: Yeah, go tell us about and, that and getting a uh, my website. So that's why I had to change it that way. But um, I, I, you know, I think some of what you were saying in the beginning, knowing. Uh, who you are and what you stand for and what's important to you. Um, You know, and I was my own guinea pig when I started doing this. Um, You know, when I started to revisit those those questions, the two words that came up for me that stood out for me were empowered and solutions. Empowered meaning taking action on our own behalf to meet our needs rather than being acted upon or being, being willing to take action um, and to being willing to take a look, even if you're not willing to take action, but we, being willing to, to take a look at your, the paradigms that, that um, uh, uh, orchestrate your thinking, your beliefs, paradigms, you know, your thoughts that guide how you think, behave and act. And be willing to adjust them if needed. So that's what I mean by empowered. And it's a process. You know, you don't just wake up one morning and say, well, you know what, I need to be assertive. And then you become a servant. No, 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 no. It's a process. So I get that. And then solutions. And I, I'm, you know, solutions meaning that we come from a, a move from a problem-focused perspective, which keeps us stuck, to the to that of a solution perspective. You know, what are we going to do differently here, so that we don't stay stuck in the the problems. Um, so that's where empowered solutions come from. And, and, and I think that was part, that was how I kind of functioned. I was very much a solution focused therapist. Um, but I also um, bring that now into my coaching. Um, you know, I want people, I invite people to re- rewrite their stories. You know, so that was then. You can rewrite that ending of to that story, or create a new one. How do you want to be now? You know, you don't have to allow that to define who you are now. So it's uh, it's empowering people and and um, and uh, you, you know, looking at solutions so that you don't stay stuck in the problem. You don't stay being a victim. You know, right. and the thing is, people need to know that you know. Uh, in order to move forward, you got to let go of the old story. <laughs> yeah, you can't do both. What was,
1: that's what I love about <laughs> what you do because I'm all about empowerment as well and very solution-minded. So great combination, empowered solution. And um, let's talk a little bit about some of your workshops and your presentations that you provide
0: well, I do a Stress to Blessed workshop, which I will be doing for the Center for Education in Brampton, end of November, and, and again, it's kind of looking at stress, and how do we move from that stress piece into a more positive piece, how do we, you know, what do we need to do to, to manage that, um, and um and and that's a very interactive kind of workshop because you know everybody manages has different ways of managing stress and we can all build on whatever any um what um, um everybody brings to to the table so that's going to be very interactive. Okay. I do yeah. tame I the bully. How do you tame better. the bully in your head? Um, which is an inner critic, you know, and, and um uh uh workshop. And I actually did this um for the Ontario Correctional Institute which uh, really went over really, really well. So I do work with men, too. Um, And um, that's another workshop that I do. So how do you move from being an inner critic to being more of an inner coach? I do a power your success workshop, which is, you know, what are the various ways that we can maintain that positive energy and be on that successful path? And there are so many things that we can do. Um, to kind of keep us going um, towards our goals and towards where we want to be. And that's also another interactive workshop that I do. And I do presentations on these as well, not just workshops. I have an Anger in Me workshop that I do for the Catholic school board. And, uh, you know, what part does anger play in your life and in your relationships? Um, And I'm going to be doing that probably the end of October. I do that for the school board um, as a community education uh, kind of class. And then um, I'm going to be doing a Navigate Your Compass program, your GPS, which is, again, about your values, your vision, your mission, and helping people to kind of figure that out and and put some of that in perspective. And I'm going to be doing that in November for uh, Toastmasters. They've got a conference, a fall conference coming up on the – 14th of November. And so I'm going to be uh doing um a workshop there as well. So, um yeah, so those are the workshops that I do and I not only do I do I do them as workshops, I do presentations on them, speeches, uh keynotes on on them as well. So, you know, again, if you're an organization or association and you're looking for a speaker, um you know, call me, talk to me. Um I can put something together for you.
1: Yeah! Wow, that's amazing. I'd love to come to one of your workshops. So tell us, the, for our Brampton listeners, you mentioned the one in Brampton. Do you have the date?
0: That is going to be November the 25th, and it's at the Center for Education on uh, Queen. I don't have the exact address. No, it's not the one on Queen. Yes, it is the one on Queen. What am I talking about? 262 Queen, Queen and Rutherford.
1: Okay, yeah. that's on your website. Yes, yeah, information. So that, the okay. um,
0: That will be up there. I will. I haven't actually put the flyer up, but it's. It is a confirmed uh, workshop that I've agreed to do for them. So that's up and that will be up and running. Yeah.
1: Wonderful. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank um, you. How can people contact you? So tell us your contact information because. You know, um, you're someone that everyone should have in their back pocket, <laughs> in one way so, or I'm another. I'm located
0: at uh, www.empoweredsolutions.ca. That's e-m-p-o-w-e-r-e-d dash solutions dot ca. Um, I do have a blog, and um, uh, my blog is Hislop at wordpress.com. I'm also, you can find me on LinkedIn, you can find me, I do have an empowered solutions uh page on face on Facebook as well. And um my regular email is vhislop at simpatico.ca.
1: Awesome. Okay, so we'll put all that on the blog Talk information so people can go and um easily access your website email as well as your um ebook which is mm-hmm. awesome.
0: And uh, I do have a book coming out next year, just like yourself, <laughs> called nice. State of Play. Um, I'm saying it because um, um, it's going to make me accountable to to get it done. And I will have a webinar coming out the end of this year, which is Tame the Bully in Your Head. And, again, I'm saying it because that will make me accountable to get it done. <laughs> so you can all, all email me and say, Veronica, you
1: said you were going to do that. How come it's not up yet? <laughs> <laughs> Aim <Yeah>. that bully. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Thank you so much, Veronica, for being on the show. Everyone, this has been uh, Veronica Hislop, H-I-S-L-O-P. Veronica Hislop, and uh, we're going to look out for you because, oh my goodness, you are forcefully reckoned with. You're amazing in the work you do mm-hmm. and the the workshops you facilitate, and um, We'll look out for the the ebook and your book soon enough. Thank you so much. Love, what a wonderful love, experience. i love, love to have you back on the show. All right. Thank you so much. Great talking with you. Yes, it has been wonderful talking to you. Okay, well, definitely stay in touch. Have a great day.
0: Mm, you too.
1: Thank you. All right. That has been another amazing episode of the Life Coach Show. And that was Veronica Heslop, a wonderful woman that I've never met, but... Actually, I'm looking forward to meeting her one day. So like all the wonderful coaches that I do bring on the show, some I've met, some I've never met, and always looking forward to meeting you all one day. All right, my next show is uh, its actually a big announcement because my next show will be my anniversary show. So I really want you guys to look out for that because it's going to be filled with wonderful things, freebies, prizes, celebrity guests, um, and other guests, as well as special announcements. So um, stay tuned for that. I'm really looking forward to it. This is Andrea LaVallee from The Life Coach Show. You can find me at TheEmpowermentCoachingGroup.com. That's TheEmpowermentCoachingGroup.com. Take care. Until next time, stay empowered. Bye-bye.